At YU Financial, we train agents to use insurance in a way that helps clients affordably create and protect assets or get out of debt while using every dollar more efficiently. For more information on becoming an agent or a client, check out the first episode of YU Short Stories featuring myself, CJ Francis Aranini, or check out our website at yufinancial.co. That's the letter Y, the letter U, financial.co, not .com. And now to this week's episode. Welcome to YU Short Stories, presented by YU Financial, with your host, C.J. Francis Aranini. Welcome to this week's episode of YU Short Stories. Today, we've got my friend, my good friend, Mr. Cameron Friend. How you doing, boss? Doing well, bro. Good to see you, man. So first off, first question, what is it that you do and uh, what are you passionate about? So I work at the King Center. Uh, I'm the Youth and Millennial Engagement Coordinator. I'm also a writer, also a public speaker, uh, minister, preacher. What I'm passionate about is is helping people to find their why, uh, but also while they're also understanding who they are, finding their why, why they want to be on this earth, and what their purpose is, also giving them an environment that allows them to flourish, You know, whatever their background be, uh, racially, economically, socially, helping people to find their purpose in life, live out their God-given calling, but also wanting to help them be in the best situation possible uh, to make sure that this world is as equitable as it can possibly be. Great answer. So how did you get into that? What made you say that that's your passion? I know there's a lot of things kind of rolled up into that. Um, so just high level, you know, what made you say that that's what you wanted to do with your life? Yeah, I've definitely been wired a little bit different, you know, ever since I was a kid. Uh, I would definitely say that as I grew over time, you know, I played college football. As I grew in my faith, I really bought into an idea of being a part of a team. But, you know, really more importantly, you know, I think as a black man in America, there were some things that I went through. I was arrested at 12 for looking like somebody that committed some crimes, almost with the juvenile detention. I was accosted by police throughout my time living in Colorado until I was 18 years old and went to college, even all the way up and through college. You know, really young, I realized that my skin uh, was seen as something that was to be criminalized. And because of that, you know, once I grew up and realized that I had an opportunity to utilize my gifts, my voice, my platforms for the cause of justice and to fight for equity, especially for people of color, black and brown and indigenous in particular, I wanted to commit my life to that. And so there are ways that I decided to, to seek out to continue to improve the livelihood of, of everyone. I don't believe that this world is, is too small for all of us. I believe we all have opportunities to, to be all of that we're supposed to be. I think that when we watch television and we see political unrest and police brutality, and racial unrest, I think that all causes us to, to feel pain and to feel broken. But I, at some point, I decided to take up that charge to, to be one of the ones that are saying yes to the Lord. However you want to use me, whatever you want to do today, however you will see fit, you know, I want you to use my life to make it meaningful for other people. Um, and again, not just for myself. So I think it's a combination of things. I think personal experiences, seeing what's happening in the world. You know, my, my father was born in 1946. My mother was born in 1950. So they, they experienced the civil rights movement. They were bred in environments in Preston, Maryland, and Wichita, Kansas, in which they saw stuff on a daily basis. So they raised their kids that were aware of who they were, especially the skin that they were living in. And so because of that, that laid the foundation for, for me wanting to become uh, one of the great heroes like Martin Luther King Jr., one of the great heroes like Malcolm X, you know, Muhammad Ali, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, there are people that, that inspired me and that I wanted to become like and, and leave a similar impact as. So those are the people and, and those are kind of the foundation as to how I got here in the first place. Kind of going back to your, your answers to the first question, you mentioned a lot of different ways that you do that. 
So two questions leading off of that. Number one, what is your favorite way, whether it's ministering, whether it's speaking, public speaking, you know, writing, whatever it is. Um, and then also, what do you think is the most effective way of reaching our people when it comes to, you know, your passion and how you're doing it? So kind of two questions, but you know, handle one and then, and then the other one. Which one is your favorite and which one is the most effective? You know, what's funny, I think it's the same answer for both probably in this relationships I think that the more personable you can make yourself and the more personable you can make a cause, then the more successful it is. I think that when it comes to my favorite, you know, I love people. I love investing in people. I love getting to know people. I love hearing people's stories. You know, if you met me on the street, I would ask you 10,000 questions about who you were, about what you have gone through. How did you get to where you got? You know, how did, how did you, you know, even CJ, like, what did you do to get to this point? Cause I'm trying not just to, to learn about you, I want to learn from you because there are things that you've experienced. You know, no matter your background, your education level, no matter you know what you've accomplished, quote unquote, you know there are so many things from you and your human experience that are so unique that are valuable. And the most precious thing that we all have to give is time. Uh, that was one of the things that transformed me early on in this process was we all have been given a set amount of time. And when somebody gives you time, they're giving you the most valuable thing that they have, more valuable than money, more valuable than anything they could ever give you because you can never get that back. You can only invest time. And so for me, relationships is the key, because if you want to see change, just even in your own families, even in your own communities, in your own cities, in your state, in your nation, in the world, then you have to be willing to build relationships with people, especially people who may not agree with you. But once they understand what you're built for, what you're trying to accomplish, that you believe in the team, that you believe in having a united front, that all of us having access to what we need, then I think that changes because everybody has a personal investment in wanting to flourish wanting to be alive and wanting to provide for themselves and their families. Uh, so relationships for me is the answer to both of those things because they are undergird uh, the work of justice and really the, the work of the Lord here on earth. Yeah, it's really true. You know, I think me personally, it's the same thing. You know, I love relationships that I have with clients, relationships that I have with people. Um, that's really how I feel. You know, I'm able to bring my light and help people. So definitely agree. Okay, cool. So, you know, next question, what are some personal advantages or successes um, that you've had through this passion of yours? And maybe tell us some stories so that we can also kind of live through that. Um, what would you say are some good things that have happened to you because of, of the passion that you have? I mean, there's there's so many things. Uh, I think I've gotten a chance to meet some incredible people. Obviously, here, even in the city of Atlanta, I've got to work on some projects for low-income housing to provide families with living situations that are more acceptable, uh, that help them along the way. I've gotten a chance to mentor and talk to and provide opportunities for thousands of teenagers, even in the state of Texas and Colorado uh, and Mississippi, Georgia, really all across. You know, when I do my speaking engagements, I get a chance to meet people from different walks of life with different experiences. Uh, and again, it all leads to something, you know, my whole purpose for me is how can I be an agent of transformational change wherever I am? And again, that, that doesn't mean that I do anything per se. But what it does mean is that I'm very intentional. When I go somewhere, when I speak to someone, when I when I hear their story or whether I have an assignment to do, whether I'm teaching about something, whether I'm providing context for American or world history, when I'm helping people understand, even if they say like, hey, Cameron, I have a question about my faith. You know, even today, you know, I had a friend that recently lost someone and they asked me, you know, how do you deal with grief? You know, how do you comprehend death? But even conversations like that, providing opportunities for people to find healing, to find justice, that stuff for me, is it what makes me most come alive. And so, uh, again, that's not to say that, you know, obviously the, I'm, I'm published, I you know, do a lot of talking, but for, for myself, 
I think that the root of that is, is that even when I write something, whenever I say something, I I think about the person who's going to read it. I think about the person who's listening to it, who may have not heard that message before, may have not read those words put together in that way before. How are they reading this? How are they understanding this? And how is this going to affect them and help them be all that they're supposed to be? You know, so I think that in my life, you know, I've had little encounters where God has sent people, where God has used messages, where God has used opportunities that have impacted me deeply. And they stuck with me to this day. That person had no idea maybe what they were doing, had no idea the foundation they were laying in my life, but it all led up to me becoming who I am. So it's helping other people find their why and then doing it in a litany of ways. So those are some of the most successful things that I've gotten a chance to experience. And then on the flip side, you know, what are some some disadvantages, some failures, some things that, you know, wouldn't be so pretty or, you know, might not be the first thing you would tell somebody um, that have happened because of this passion and how you're going about it? You know, it's funny, like, I think that especially for millennials and, and Gen Z, we, we really pride ourselves in hearing personal stories. I have had to really grow through a lot of immaturity. And again, it's not even like I intentionally did something that was immature. But, you know, when you're in your 20s, you know, you don't know what you're talking about sometimes. You know, you make decisions that hurt people. And I've hurt people in my life. You know, I've done some things and, and said some things that I'm not proud of. But again, it's not because I was trying to be hurtful, but because in my youthfulness, I didn't always think things through before I said and did things. So in terms of the negative side, I am a very passionate person. I am a very driven person. And I'm also a very honest person. So I think with that, you have to learn how to navigate spaces well. I also do a lot of talking about racism, about police brutality, about economics. So when you do that work, then you have a lot of naysayers as well. There are a lot of people that don't want to hear about that stuff. So the negatives to that are people don't always like you. People don't always receive you well. But again, I think the goal has to be and the, 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 your mindset has to be hooked up to your why and hooked up to your purpose. That You know what? You might not like me right now, but I'm still telling you something that's fruitful and beneficial for your soul. And at the end of the day, that is why you have to do what you do. So for me, the negatives are, you know, when relationships can be broken because what you've said is costly, the challenge is costly, uh, the immaturity that I've showed at different points in my life because I don't understand everything. I don't have it all together. Uh, when I've broken the hearts of even, you know, mentors or, you know, my, my parents or friends or people I care about. I mean, so the negatives for me, again, also tied into that relationship. If I don't always treat a person like I should have treated them, if I don't always fulfill a request like I should. And again, I guess this is also a part of the uh, the thing I've had to work through. You can't be perfect, but I, I want to try to be perfect for other people because I, I want them to always feel like they're loved. I want them to always feel like I'm doing my best for them. And so when I fail at that, that for me is the thing that's been the hardest. It's not always getting it right. But again, that's a part of growing up. That's a part of growing and becoming more mature. And at the same time, you know, learning how to give myself grace as well, because I think that I am much harder on myself and the decisions that I make than I am the decisions other people make that when they affect me. And just kind of, you know, talking about what you're talking about, we we know race relations. There's just a lot of things wrong, a lot of things that are going on in this world right now, a lot of divisiveness, a lot of that kind of energy. And so just looking at what you've got on your plate right now, right, all the different projects. I know personally you're, you're working on a lot of things. And there's a lot of things that you do. What do you think is the most impactful today as we speak, right? I know you've got podcasts and things like that, but you know, just as far as us being able to move forward, as far as what you said your end goal is with your life today, what is the most impactful thing that you do and you work on? 
Yeah, I think it's educating people, but I think it's re-educating the miseducation. A lot of people have been misinformed about where we are, why we got here, the foundation of America, how America moves forward, how we move forward together. A lot of people have this idea that if, well, if we do something for you, then it takes away from me. But that's really not what it is. You know, understand Dr. King, beloved community. You understand the idea that we are a world house. We are all connected. All of us are tied up, as he said, in a single garment of destiny, inextricably tied together with one another. So whatever affects you affects me. I cannot be all that I can be unless you are all that you can be. And you cannot be all that you can be unless I am all that I am to be. So that is the work. It's helping people understand that when you do better, when you treat poor people, when you treat people of color, when you set up systems that are equitable, meaning tear down systems that are harmful, tear down systems that are taking advantage of the marginalized and the poor, when you take advantage of indigenous people, most of us listeners are not indigenous. But the fact of the matter is their experience, their human experience is critical for our human experience. So centering other people, centering the needs of other people, that's the most important thing. And educating people on what the issue is, how we got here, but this is how we move forward. How do we take on the task of nonviolence, learning the six principles and six steps of nonviolence, incorporating a love of sacrifice with other people. That is the most important work that's being done right now, because that's how we help people to understand that there is no getting ahead for one person. We all must get ahead. We all must advance. And there's more than enough to go around for every single one of us first all to be successful. You know, so that's that's the biggest thing right now. That's the biggest task right now, which is helping everyone to understand that, especially at a political level, especially we are still dealing with a pandemic, helping people work through the health crisis, help people understand vaccinations, all that stuff. All that is a part of the conversation of us working together as a single unit. You're probably the first guest we've had that isn't super, super entrepreneurial right now. But we always ask this question, and I'm very interested to hear your answer. Looking at your life in the next couple of years, two, three, four years, where do you want to be in your mission and your goal with your passion? What does that look like for you? What mediums are you going to be attacking? How are you going to be you know, using the information and spreading the information? What exactly do you want to see from your life within the next couple of years? Well, for me, I think leadership is a form of service. You know, I think when you are gifted as a leader, your task is putting other people in positions of prominence, getting them what they need to be successful. You know, when I think about leadership, I think my leadership style is collaboration. So I'm going to continue to build as many projects as I can, continue to build businesses, infrastructures. I want to create opportunities for other people to use their gifts at the very best level that they possibly can. The whole thing for me is that I have been given a lot. Um, I have a lot of skills. I have a lot of talents, but those talents only go so far as other people can benefit from them. So for me is creating opportunities, substantial opportunities for people to make money, creating opportunities for them to grow, for them to expand their knowledge, but then for them to go and be able to do the same thing for other people. So I want to be able to connect people at an international level. So there, there's a lot of things that are happening right now, a lot of things that we're working on. But again, the, the whole concept for me in the next two to three years is creating platforms, creating opportunities for people to be able to, again, use their gifts, to earn money, to make sure that they're continuing to learn about themselves, learn about their place in the world, uh, and helping to, again, reshape the way we even understand business, reshape the, the approach we have to capitalism, you know, reshape the way that we go about holding our meetings, changing the leadership style that we see. You know, oftentimes when you think about people in positions of prominence, uh, you know, we've been told this myth that the way you need to lead is as, you know, got to be a bully ball kind of a leader. You know, you got to tell people what to do. You got to push them. You got to get them there. You got to be disrespectful even at times, but that's just simply not true. Most people, once you tell them, 
this is what I need from you. This is how you get there. They're willing to do it because they they want to make sure they're contributing to something. So I think for me, being the healthiest leader possible, meaning continue to learn from other leaders and stuff as well. But that's the track I'm going down right now. That's awesome. And the last question really quickly. We've had other people talk about people and relationships. I think that really does kind of bleed into anything else that someone would do. But you're probably the first one that actually has that as your structure when it comes to your passion. Things are built for that very reason. Um, so what advice would you give to someone that is also trying to do that? Trying to, you know, for whatever reason, whether it's things they're going through right now or, you know, they're growing up marginalized or whatever it is. And as they grow up, they want to also have a structure when it comes to helping people and advancing the cause. What advice would you give to them really briefly? I think one thing that has helped me most is realizing that I am never the most important person in the room. Now, whether that be I'm the main speaker for that day, you know, even just, you know, we're doing this podcast or, you know, whether I'm contributing the the writing piece and people are asking me questions about it, I, I am never the most important person in the room. And I think that if you're trying to move forward to be a leader, you're trying to move forward, even to grow your business, you're trying to move forward and to build a foundation or you want to start a family, whatever else it is, whatever that goal is, you have to be other centered, make other people the most important thing. So sometimes we get in the room, sometimes we get into environments, sometimes when we think about all of our dreams and goals, the person at the center of that is us. We're the ones that are benefiting more than anybody else, but you can be a cataclysmic leader. You can be a transformational leader if you set up everything you do to where other people are eating off your plate too, because there's more than enough to go around. And again, this doesn't mean you have to lessen yourself. No, go be great as you possibly can. Earn as much as you can. Build as much as you can. But do it with the mentality that I am going to help as many people as possible for their benefit as I possibly can. And again, obviously, I think about that incorporated with my faith. But I also think that incorporated with what we need in society. There are so many people who are so talented, who are so intelligent. They just need opportunities. They need to know. And again, you don't got to be from a marginalized community. You can be somebody who's grown up in prominence and still have never had a purpose or place in life. But if I can set up opportunities for you, if you can set up opportunities for other people to be platformed, to expand on their gifts and talents, that will help to change the world around you. And you will find that you are going to have an easier time being successful at what you want to accomplish because everybody else will know that you love them, that you care about them, and that it's not just about you. That would be the thing that transforms your business, you go into politics, whatever else it is. When people realize that you will care for them and that you are making this an us and a we rather than I and a you changes everything. And you'll find that you'll be able to make more money than you ever thought you could because now people have a mutual buy-in to the vision that you've set before them. Amazing, amazing. So last 30 seconds really quickly, we always give people the opportunity to plug Whatever it is that they want to plug, go ahead. The floor is yours. Look, Rethink Podcast with the King Center. We got some amazing interviews coming up. Dr. Berdice King, Chris Boussard, Fox Sports, co-host of First Things First. Jane Elliott. We have the trainer, strength coach from OKC Thunder. We got a bunch of people coming up on the docket. So subscribe. Check it out on YouTube. Check it out on Spotify. Check it out on iTunes. Rethink Podcast. We're telling stories. We're helping people to understand how they can utilize nonviolence to change the world around them. So that's what I would love to plug. I appreciate it. This is amazing, amazing platform. I look forward to watching it explode. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amazing. We'll have all the links to everything Cam Friend related King Center um, in the description to this episode. So definitely check it out. Same thing here. Go ahead, subscribe, rate, review us. Every single week, we're going to have people just as passionate. Once again, I say this, but I feel it. 
My man camera's shaking right now. I feel it. You know, so it's very important. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to tell these stories um, so that other people can be inspired. So share it with whoever you think might be helped by this episode. Um, and other than that, we will see you guys next week. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs>